this is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you, where we explain why every single thing you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong and you will make lots more money and way less time by doing the exact opposite. Speaking of the exact opposite, the exact what's the exact opposite of Judy Wilson? It's Paul Wilson calling in from Albuquerque, New Mexico, the land of enchantment. How are you doing, Paul? I am doing great, Bob. Thanks for uh, having me on. And how is Judy? Judy's doing great too. All right, that's She's what we like to hear. Out messing in her garden right now. Is that right? What's she growing in her garden? I'm afraid to ask. It's probably legal in that state, too. Go ahead. You can tell us. Well, it it is legal in the state, but we don't have any of that. Okay, good. Basil and tomatoes and okra. Okra. Wow. So you could make gumbo. Uh, That's what I'm talking about. Which is the only thing I know of that has okra in it that I would eat, but that's just me. I'm not exactly a vegetarian. So Paul uh, <laughs> Paul has written down questions uh, about – now, he is a fearless agent, this guy, Paul, here. So if you, if you are thinking of uh, sending your referrals to Albuquerque, New Mexico, you could always call Paul at 505-252-1224 and uh, he'll delegate your people to Judy immediately, the brains of the operation. Am I right, Paul? <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely correct. So what do you got, Paul? Well, you know, uh, your intro was was sort of compelling and, and thinking of me because I, I am not a spring chicken. And I've been How old are you? You can be honest. Nobody's listening. I'm 73. Oh, you know, uh, you know, 70 is the new 40. I'm thinking. But 90 is still 90. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> uh, that's that's probably correct, because mm-hmm. I've got a friend in his 90s. And yeah, he's <laughs> yeah that's still 90. Yeah. That's the way that works. So so no spring chicken. This is not my first career. I've uh, So I've been in for over 20 years as a professional realtor. The reason why I say that is because before my professional time, uh, I was dabbling in it uh, around the country, buying and selling houses by myself and buying and selling houses with realtors. So hmm. uh, becoming a professional realtor was uh, actually a very nice transition for me. So, by the way, I forgot it, something. I forgot something. Now, you know, Paul, that when we do the coaching calls every week, we always start with the headlines of the day. Yes. You're probably your least favorite part of the entire show am i right maybe it's the well, only actually, good part i think it's sort of it's sort of bringing everything up to date this is not something that happened 17 years ago this is today so That's by the way did you know that uh this is the headline of the day this is the 50th birthday of the atm machine did you know that i did not know that yeah and more importantly if you give me your pin number i'll tell you how we're going to celebrate and for that reason, he won't be sharing his PIN number. That's right. So That's what? Right. what is your first question, Paul? Well, so you are dealing with, 
with the wide range of, of people coming to you as fearless agent wannabes. Mm-hmm. You've got guys like me that have a bunch of habits that they need to unlearn as well as relearn. And then you've got some newbies that don't even know any different. That's so right. Paul, you... Paul remembers when, as do I, Ramon doesn't remember this. Ramon, do you remember this when he had to get up off the sofa? He doesn't even remember that. Getting off the sofa. Let me guess, to change the television? You had to go click, click, click. I do recall TV, that, yes. At the, and then adjust those. Because those three channels were so That's important. Right. <laughs> with With Ed Sullivan <laughs> right here on our stage, Topo Gijo. Yeah, okay. Ladies so, and gentlemen. Right here. So, uh, so yes, you have forgotten more than most people ever knew about real estate. Okay. Isn't that true? Well, we've uh, it, it's, it's been a very interesting and evolving industry. Yes, it has. Now, some things you've noticed never change. Have you ever noticed that, how little has changed? We think, oh, there's all these big breakthroughs, but there's a whole lot of stuff that you say, you know, that really wasn't any different back in those days. No. No. Well, uh, sellers are still sellers and buyers are still buyers, and um, they both need a little bit of coddling. Mm-hmm. So that hasn't changed. Right. But how do you how do you address someone like me specifically? What what do you find as maybe the key points that you need to <coughs> drill into our brain housing group that we need to uh, uh, think differently? What what are the one or two or three major things that that you would Tell somebody to say, you know, this is this is going to work. Oh, you just made me think of something. First of all, how am I going to talk to you? I'm going to talk slow so you can understand loud so you can hear me. <laughs> you know, uh, young people, these young whippersnappers, you and I would call them, and older people in real estate, seasoned professionals, as I like to call yeah, us. Yes. Oh, yes. yes seasoned yes. citizens. Uh, they have two myths that they think are true, but they're different myths. So the old folks like you and me think that relationships is the key to sales. And that's not true. And then the young people think technology is the key to sales. And that is not true. So people, when they get into real estate at any age, you you kind of think, you're, you're tempted to think what I'm already good at is going to be the secret to real estate. So when I got into real estate, I was 27. Uh, I had sales experience in uh, retail. Okay, so I was working at a camera shop. They used to have film in cameras and a dark room, you know, and that kind of stuff. So, um, so that was my sales experience. So there are maybe a few. Uh, parts of that that would translate to real estate, but they were so few that I made no money for five years. So I had never had any formal sales training. So if let's say you're really great at sales, um, which to me means you care very much about the customer having a good experience and you you know the words to say to get them to trust you. So you get to help them have a good experience. So that's what sales in a nutshell is. Um, And you do that by asking a magic question that has no wrong answer and you already know the answer to that. So 
the uh, there is no technology that's going to help you with that. And you could be a great networker and be great at relationships and and be very, very broke. And I see that all the time. Um, you know, I have I have uh, friends that are coaches, actually, in real estate, and they coach people to be really great at this relationship building and the networking. And, you know, their customers do very well, but they don't do anywhere near as well as the fearless agents do who just have the right words to say and never really, you know, after after you have uh, sold somebody's house for tens of thousands of dollars more than it's worth and you treat them nice afterwards, they're going to send you a steady stream of referrals. So you you wouldn't have to worry about that. Your relationship by that by that time is cemented. So do a great job is going to build the relationship. So don't build the relationship first. Build the relationship after you've already done a great job. But getting to go on the appointment so that you can show them, you know, how you do business completely differently than all the other agents, that's a knack that all fearless agents have and no other agents really do have. And then the, uh, you know, demonstrating the listing presentation or the pricing presentation or a for sale by owner presentation or a buyer presentation if it's a buyer or an investor presentation. If you're if you're really great, if you're a rock star at those, actually just competent at those because your your comp your competitors don't even have them probably. So while they're out there learning how to be nicer to people. Uh, and they're probably already plenty nice, you're learning five presentations that are going to make sure you're never in a money-making situation where you don't have the exact right words to say. So you sound competent and you sound like you care about the person, which of course you do. Um, so that's the secret, I think. Thank you. That, that, uh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So with the conversation with the seller, so we have different kind of sellers here. We have a regular seller, for sale by owner seller, maybe an investor seller. Um, how do you prepare emotionally for for actually being in front of them? Primal screening Pardon? is what I like to prepare. How about you, Ramon? Is that's that, how I actually prepare for this recording is that session. How yeah. you did it mm-hmm. when I came, and that's why they have all that foam stuff on the wall and that pillow that I bring. So with the people every next night. door don't hear the that's primal that. screaming. Well, you got regulars. That's a so. Let's take the investor. Let's take them then in reverse order, just to mix things up. So the investor seller is different because they're not moving. So they're selling a rental property or maybe a vacation home, and they're going to move their money to another place. So the regular seller and the for sale by owner. They or maybe the for sale by owner could also be an investor seller, but the regular seller is moving themselves and they're moving their equity to another house. The investor seller is not moving themselves, but they are moving their equity to another thing. So the the conversation you have on the phone with the regular seller and the investor seller are different, and then the for sale by owner seller is uniquely. Uh, temporarily insane, I think is the word, the nice way to say it. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. Well, Paul fell asleep. Did you? He kind of dozed off in the middle. Of, I got it. No, I was thinking of the, the fist bump. Oh, he was thinking. Uh, well, those, yeah, I know. That's that's 
scary thing, right? They don't do that anymore, so, Paul. That's over. Fisbos, right? Fisbos, see, part of the problem in this whole process is that the sellers and the buyers don't know their script. So That's true. So we have true. to kind of prompt them sometimes. But right. the Fisbo especially says, I know what the market is right now, but my house is different. Mm-hmm. Not. It isn't. Mm-hmm. It, it's different. But it's not different. Yeah, so the, the, the question to ask a for sale by owner, you have a setup question with a for sale by owner uh, and a magic question, okay? With, with the regular seller, the FISBO seller, and the investor seller, you always have a magic question and there's, they're different. So the uh, – although actually if they're sellers, it would be the same. So the the magic question is, if I have an amazing strategy, Paul, and I do, and no other agent has it, and I already know you know they do not have it, and it would 1,000% guarantee you that the buyer would grossly overpay for your house, and they would be happy that they did, and you would end up with tens of thousands, depending on the price range, it could be hundreds of thousands or, you know, fifties of thousands, but tens of thousands of extra dollars, and I mean net after all the expenses are paid, tens of thousands of extra dollars, uh, more than you could get any other way with any other agent, would you want to hear about that or are you allergic to money? So that's the magic question. And the reason it's magic is because no one ever says no to it. They always say, yes, I want to hear about it. So the first rule of sales, which is about asking questions, is don't ask bad questions. So if you, want, if you saw any other coach's student, the questions they are asking are horrific. Like, why do you think your house didn't sell? Oh, my gosh. What, could be, what, what worse question could there be? Um, so – or how many you know? How many offers have you had, Mister Fisbo? Crazy, crazy questions. Or they want to do the pop by visit routine or something like that. So if you ask that magic question, you get the yes. I do want to hear about it. Now, if they don't say yes the first time, and they answer it with something that wasn't the answer to that question, which was a yes or no question, then you have to re-ask it a different way until they finally get it, that you're not going to go without getting your question answered in a nice way, and then you book the appointment. So on a so, – go ahead. So you're suggesting that sometimes they're a little uh, vague? They're, they're like my vague? wife. They're like my <laughs> wife. I say to my wife, uh, honey, uh, what time – what would you like to – what would you like to eat tonight? And she'll say, well, it's 7 o'clock. You know, that, what, what is that? What does that have to do with anything? You know, if I, if I said, honey, what time is it? She'd say Applebee's. I don't know, uh, Ramon. I don't know what that's all about. But people don't answer the question that you did ask. But, uh, you know, Fizbos are like that. They're like regular people. So the, the setup question for the for sale by owner is, you know, it occurred to me Mr. For Sale By Owner. So, you know, when you, when you first call them, you have to have a way to get them off their script. You know, they, they have the difference between agents and for sale by owners or agents and expireds is the, the, the FISBOs and the expireds, they have their scripts memorized. 
the agents are winging it most of the time. So you have to have a way to get them off their script and keep them on the phone with you. So on a for sale by owner, you would say, hi, this is, you know, is this Mr. Fisbo? They say yes. You say, hi, my name is Bob Leffler. I'm a real estate agent uh, with a company called, and Paul's company is EXP, I believe, in Albuquerque. And um, I'm calling because my records indicate that your house is for sale by owner. Is that true? So when you say my records indicate, they go, records? What records? What's it, you know, with the CIA or something like that? So that kind of knocks them off their game just a little bit. And I need that because otherwise they're going to hang up on me too quickly. So they go, uh, yeah. And then I'd say, I'm looking at your property and I'm wondering, does your floor plan happen to be one that has like a great room or is it a separate family room? And Now, I want them to kind of look up and go, uh, no, I guess it would be so. So I want them to answer one question that's not obviously advertised that wouldn't be obvious from the pictures or the ad or whatever, just to keep them from hanging up immediately. Then they say, and then you say, okay. So it occurred to me that you are trying to sell your house by not having it on the market with a real estate professional. Uh, is that because you hate realtors? Now, realtors are horrible at this. They will say to a for sale by owner, how long has your house been on the market, Mr. Fisbo? Well, it's not on the market. That's the whole problem. Okay, what is the market? It has three letters. The first one is M and the second one is LS. That's the market, okay? Or they'll say, how long have you been selling your house, Mr. For Sale By Owner? The better question is, how long has your house been sitting there not selling, Mr. For Sale By Owner? That would be a better question. So we've got to get our story straight, right? So it occurred to me that you're trying to sell your house by not having it on the market with a real estate professional. Is that because you hate realtors? Now, I want them to say... No, we don't hate realtors. Well, he's getting pulled over. Is that the cops? Is this ride to show up? Is that what that was? I think we need to evacuate immediately. <laughs> we need to get out of here. There's a window right here. It's only five floors down. Yeah, right. No big deal. So, so I want them to say, no, I don't hate realtors. I don't want to pay a commission. So I can say, really? It's about money? Like I couldn't even believe it. And then – then I've got that question answered. It's about money. In other words, it's not the principle of the thing. It's about money. Okay, the principle of the thing would be uh, I hate realtors because my wife ran off with a realtor and I wouldn't do business with a realtor no matter how much they got me, you know, that whole thing. So the uh, now we're set up for the magic question. So with that in mind, if I have an amazing strategy, and I do, and no other agent has it, and I already know you know that. That's why you are a for sale by owner. And it would 1,000% guarantee you that the buyer would grossly overpay for your house. They'd be happy that they did, and you would net tens of thousands of dollars, and I mean net after all expenses are paid, net tens of thousands of extra dollars more than you could get any other way with or without an agent, would you want to hear about that or are you allergic to money? 
Now, once I ask that question, you can bet, I think you know me, Paul, I'm going to get that question answered, aren't I? Yes. Yeah. When I ask a question, there is no way out. You're going to have to answer that question. Now, you could say, no, I am allergic to money. You could say, yes, you could hang up on me, which I would take as a no. Uh, But I'm going to get that question answered. So we're not going to have some other conversation that leads to a dead end. It doesn't lead to appointment town. So that's the secret. So you modify it slightly for the for sale by owner. With the investor, same thing. And where is your money moving to? Is the By the way, if any of this stuff that Paul and I are talking about here, this fearless agent stuff, uh, makes sense to you and you're earning less selling real estate than you wish you were and you are open to the idea of having some help like Paul is, if you would like to learn more, you can call me anytime at 480-385-8810. Now, if you make that call like Paul did when I'm on the way to record the podcast, what happens? They become a victim. They become a victim. I mean, a victim, not a a, – what do we call it? A A guest. A guest. That's right. Close enough. That was the word I was looking for. And then – but but we'll just see if you and what you're trying to do and what we do at Fearless Agent, if it would be a good fit. If it is, you're going to get rich. If not, we'll just admit it's not a good fit. And I'm still happy to help you in other ways. And um, you can always visit fearlessagent.com, watch our webinar, uh, take lots of notes, go to the video training page. My guarantee is those free videos would be better coaching for free than you would pay any other coach any amount of money for. And if you ever have a question, you can always call me because we want to help you no matter what. So 480-385-8810. What recommendation would you give somebody, Paul, if they were thinking about fearless agent coaching? Don't even think about it. Do it. Do it. Do, Do in it. That's the secret, right? Do it. Now, yeah, you work with a all. partner that you just happen to be married to, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had to so, think about that one, too. But, you know, it's, you know, it's, uh, so it's like I'm trying to figure out how to say that because she actually, when we got married, I said, okay, I need a life coordinator. You're it. Yeah. Said, so, okay. So what is what does she do in your partnership in she the real actually, estate part? She ties the ribbon around the package. She also shows houses. She's our showing agent mm-hmm. in our team. And uh, and then when the package is done, I typically do most of the rainmaking and I typically do most of the negotiations. Once we're under under contract, I give her the package and say, "Go for it." So she would be better at and more eager to do paperwork than you. She is much better at detail work than I am, yes. So you married the same girl I did. Yeah. My wife is an accountant. Yeah. Uh oh. My wife is an accountant. She is super dull, but, you know, accounts. You know. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, but that's probably not true. You're just saying that. Boy. No, it yeah. actually, in my case, it actually is true, and she would admit that. <laughs> okay. I am the daredevil idiot, and she keeps trying to keep it real, real dull. So you're um, you're, you're a high you're a high I high D, and she's probably a high C high S. You know, I don't like if those personality things because I always turn out to be Hitler. You know. My partner's always turned out to be Oprah. You know, I hate that. It's not fun. Yeah. 
So the uh, the idea is, uh, and you've done it correctly. You want a partner that is. This is why husband wife partnerships always tend to succeed more than other partnerships. Because I had five failed partnerships because I picked somebody who was just like me. Yeah, and we yeah. didn't need another me. In fact, we needed less of me, if you want to be, know the truth. But uh, I had one very successful. Do you want? I, I know the feeling. By the way. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> of course, it I, is remote. Because I kissed a few frogs myself. Uh, is that right? Yeah. Because so, I didn't know they were frogs. Yeah. So the if you get the division of labor correct in a husband wife partnership, uh, that really is the secret to success. So huge. What, what, we're gonna we're gonna have time for it. one more question. What what is the burning question you have right now? So, without talking about numbers too much, you mentioned in our training that seven percent is what we are looking for. Well, I would say um, it this way: if you are a fearless agent, you will not have a problem charging seven percent when everybody else in your market charges five or four. What do you? What have you historically always charged? Historically, six. <laughs> six. Okay. So, everybody. So, so usually, people who charge six should split that three and three with the other agent. Okay. So, the buyer agent, Correct. in my little narrow view of the world, should always get three, no matter what. If you charge five, they should get three. If you charge twelve. They should get three. Okay, so that that's consistent. Um, but the so the so the difference would be four percent versus three percent. So if you ask an agent what's the difference as a percent between four and three, they would say one percent. The truth is, it's thirty three percent. It's Correct. a huge difference on your paycheck, which allows you to do things that uh, you would be embittered about doing like I remember do they have evaporative coolers in uh, Albuquerque we do okay. we do so evaporative for those of you in other parts of America in the southwest they have these things called evaporative coolers which really it's a pigeon nest uh, generally I think but it has a water dripping on these pads old houses used to have them old so it would be a way of causing it to be very windy inside your house with cool air, wet air blowing around while you're while it's 140 degrees in the shade. So uh, they typically don't work. So if the seller says, oh, yeah, that works, they point out, they go, oh, yeah, that works. Well, that means it worked in the summer, but now it's the winter and probably it doesn't work because there's pigeons living in it. So I have uh, – at closing, when they do the walkthrough and uh, the evaporative cooler doesn't work, then, of course, you reach into your quick-draw holster that has your checkbook in it and you say, who do I make it out to, right? So if you're, if you're making a 33% higher paycheck, you don't get embittered when you're just throwing it. I call it hush money. How much does this check need to be to shut you up, right, so I can get this thing closed? and make the buyer happy and the seller happy and I don't have to come begging to them for money. So even if you charge 7%, uh, sometimes you have to throw some money at something to make it go away. So, 
You could do that uh, with me as well. I can throw money at I Ramon, and away. he will go away. Out the door. And he'll do it cheap, too. He's, this guy doesn't charge a lot. Ten He's, bucks, man. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> That's all it takes. All right. Well, Paul, thank you very much for being on the show today. I appreciate that. Well, you're very welcome. Thank you for uh, being so engaging and, and talking about the magic question. Now, here's what I want people to do. I want the people who have a referral in Albuquerque to call you. Is that okay? That'd be great. We'd love to take care of them. Toll-free, day or night, call Paul at 505-252-1224 with the knowledge that Judy will handle the paperwork perfectly. And Paul Paul is just the window dressing, it sounds like. I don't know what the, what's going on there. So, just another pretty face. Just another pretty face. That's, that's right. all I'm saying. Once again, we want to thank you all for joining us today. Please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. You can go to fearlessagent.tv, subscribe to our videos. You can go to fearlessagentpodcast.com, and that's what this is, and subscribe on iTunes. And uh, what else can they do? Oh, if you're an owner of a real estate company and you'd like to recruit producing agents, we teach that as well. So please do give us a review of this podcast. Five stars is what we're looking for. Until next week, do what we always do, Paul. Have fun. Always be humble. But most of all, be fearless. Thanks, gang. Thanks, gang.